0: You're listening to the Wet Spot podcast where an exmo has turned sexmo in purity culture at its finest. Hello, hello, hello. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of the Wet Spot podcast. In this episode, I'm going to be interviewing whom I like to refer to as Reddit's LDS NSFW's princess. She goes by Camilla, but if you're on Reddit, check her out. It's Flat Laqua two if you're not seeing her content or the subreddit lds nsfw you might need to update your settings lots of people have told me that they can never find these subreddits and it is because your settings are set to filter that out update it and check it out because you are missing the dirty dirty As far as who Camilla is, as soon as I announced on Reddit I was going to be doing this interview, I got a ton of questions for her. And I can tell you this right now, she's an ex-Mormon. She's a convert. Yes, she served a mission. She goes into discussing her sex life with her husband. And she even shares what she did in the MTC shower as a sister missionary. So you're not going to want to miss out on that. But before we get to the episode, a couple updates. One, Marie's not going to be in this one. I have a lot of travel opportunities coming up that are going to bring some super interesting interviews, and Marie can't always travel, so that's kind of where we're at. Uh, just to give you a taste of what's to come. I will be going to Houston mid-March and I'm going to be interviewing the owners of a lifestyle nightclub. You're going to want to follow them on Instagram. It's TNG Houston, the night game Houston. It is the largest alternative lifestyle nightclub in Texas and they throw the hottest parties in Houston. So we're going to be talking about lifestyle nightclub etiquette to include single guy lifestyle nightclub etiquette. Single men tend to struggle getting into these places, and the reason is is because it's not the same as a vanilla nightclub, so you're gonna wanna tune into that, especially if you're a single guy and you wanna be a part of the scene. Sorry guys, there's just different rules. Um, Another exciting travel opportunity I have, I'm gonna be working with a gal who works in the porn industry. End of March, I'll be traveling to LA, and we're gonna do an interview with her. She's also ex-Mormon. Super interesting stuff coming ahead. And like I said, with that happening, Marie can't always be there. So when I am not traveling and interviewing, we are going to try to do what's called a roundtable with her and her hubby, Patrick. They're super interesting. If you haven't listened to episode two yet on sex contracts, I recommend you pause this one and go back and listen to that because that one's one of my favorite episodes, super funny, but you learn a lot. And if you listen to that and you want the sex contract that we are referring to, all you have to do is follow us here on Spotify, send a DM to our Instagram with a screenshot showing that you're following us and I will send you the PDF of that. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive right into this episode. Well, this is exciting. I have what I like to refer to as a Reddit celebrity <laughs> in my community, uh, sitting right here next to me. Do you want to introduce yourself? Just
1: yeah. Um, you you might know me as um, Camilla or Flat Lacroix. Uh, Flat Lacroix two. I was gonna Reddit. say you, the yeah. two. You can't forget the two. No. Because some, someone else stole that username. Before oh, I could really? Get to that's it. why? Yeah.
0: OK, I'm 3.0 on TikTok, and the reason why <laughs> is because those accounts just got like removed, So that's why I'm 3.0. So I, I actually thought the two meant that you had an account that just got removed. I wish. That's good <laughs> I to wish know. I had that username <laughs> to begin with.: <laughs> <laughs> Wow, so there's another flat, flat, la, flat Lacroix. Is that in reference to the drink? Yes. Okay. Is that like a favorite drink of yours?
1: Yeah, it is. Um, the name actually comes from, you know, something that's not that good. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I don't always uh, have the best confidence, so I thought Flat LaCroix was a good marker of my anxiety. Oh, Flat LaCroix wow. is just gross. So. Yeah, <laughs> it's nasty.
0: I'm notorious for opening up those drinks and just leaving them around the house if my husband's listening to this. Which he, he will be because I always play it for him. I make him listen to this, um, to these episodes. But anyway, uh, he'll want me, he'll go around the house and collect the LaCroix and he'll put them in the fridge because he wants me to finish them. So sometimes he'll be like, I'll ask him, hey, can you go get me a LaCroix? And then he'll bring me one of the flat ones, and they're just disgusting. So, yeah,
1: those go down the same. But
0: you're not disgusting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I hope
0: not. <laughs> it's kind of weird, right, that we're doing this and you're sharing your voice. Because in my mind, I was, I was thinking like, oh, we're going to have to cut – Her face off and I'm like wait a second you don't have to cut anything off to do an audio recording (laughs) no this is great not not in this situation I don't have to you don't have to be so (laughs) mysterious and we'll we'll get to why you uh crop your face because I think it's important for people to know that um I'm sure a lot of people are wondering but if I can describe her in any way you guys she's just beautiful she's gorgeous she's very youthful um You know that persona she has of that innocent Mormon girl? That's what she looks like. (laughs) Okay? She looks like your innocent Mormon girl. Um, I'm just going to describe what you're wearing (laughs) for people to know. Because if you do follow her on Reddit, what we see is you either see your unique lingerie collection, which you have... You have a pretty decent collection. It's building. Yeah. It's too much. It's But, I mean, you look amazing in them, and I mean, they're always so unique. Um, and then also, she does wear her garments. And yes, guys, she was really endowed. It's, <laughs> yeah. not, it's not the cosplay. Like, this is stuff that she has, um, and she wears her temple clothes. But right now, what she's wearing is she's wearing a pair of blue jeans with black butterflies <laughs> all over them. <laughs> Uh, they came from, uh, you said Paxson? Paxson. Yeah. (laughs) And then she's wearing a pink hoodie. So, and then she's wearing these really cute, like, old lady looking socks. (laughs) Old lady. Now they look cute. (laughs) They are cute, but they do look like they were knitted by someone's grandma. But they're cute. You have, like, a really cute, like,
1: quirky style. It is a little bit quirky. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes I end up buying things that are too quirky and wear them once. But if I knew how to wear them, I would.
0: Yeah. Well, I think you actually have a really cute style. Super innocent. Um, She's even carrying a Hydro Flask, guys. Like, (laughs) come on. So Mm -hmm. anyway, I, yeah, I just, I was excited. You and I were getting together anyway to make content. And I would started my podcast and it dawned on me. I was like, This would be a perfect episode because you're on Reddit and not a lot of people know you. Know you? I feel like you give a good indication of who you are, but there's only so much you can share in a small caption.
1: There really is. It's hard to, you know, get enough in there. I want people to know who I am, but it's hard.
0: It is super difficult. Uh, Because I knew you were going to be doing this podcast in... I did ask you ahead of time if I could ask <laughs> quest like ask people to ask questions. So, yeah. we are going to reference some of those questions as well, but um I have got a few of my own. So, my biggest question for you is why
1: Mormon content? So, when I originally started OnlyFans, I did not do Mormon content. <laughs> um took a couple months into it. I had recently just become ex-Mormon, decided to leave the church, and I realized, like, hey, uh, these garments in my closet and my temple clothes and all that, um, it doesn't make me feel that great to, you know, see that and what is attached to it, you know, everything that I'm supposed to wear, um, it, it's just, um, like, lot lots of negative memories. And I thought, you know, you know what I can do? <laughs> I can make a new narrative for myself. Putting these on and creating art. I <laughs> love that. That's, yeah. a,
0: that's a lot like me. But it's the same, like, it, it's the same. Yeah. So you wanted to create art. Yeah. And take your power back.
1: And, yeah, try and make my own like more positive memories out of like it's it's just fun to i know it's weird to try and make something like that so sexual but i think that's what is fun about it because it's not something that people expect to see and that's that's what makes it sexy you know what
0: i kind of something that you've just made me think of is when i had those garments yeah Nobody else was really doing like the garment stuff because when I went on there, really you were, I, and that's the thing. I didn't even bump into you yet. I was posting on like ex-Mormon NSFW, um, the LDS NSFW, not going to lie. It actually intimidated me and I wasn't really posting on there. Do you remember when it was, they were pretty hard on like not allowing ex-Mormons?
1: I, I remember, and every single time they would take posts down, I was surprised that mine were staying up. Well, yours were staying up because <laughs>
0: you look good. and I mean, you look like, I mean, really, in a way, you are a Mormon girl. You're yeah. just an ex-Mormon girl. Yeah. So I remember, so you and I, we actually started the Mormon NSFW because of what was happening with LDS NSFW. I think I kind of led that, though, because my posts were getting... I think my posts were getting removed. Yeah. I can't remember. Ex-Mormon NSFW, the mods were not active. Yeah. So we were just... We could post whatever we wanted.
1: Yep. Basically.
0: And now LDS NSFW is just... I think they turned into X mormon NSFW because now they have... Lots of other people. Right. And in their caption, they changed it. Yeah. And they even have, like, the um, flares...
1: Yeah, they added those. And stuff.
0: Yeah, so it's becoming more of an inclusive uh, space, but um, there's a couple of other Reddit um, creators on there too. Like Stacy's one of them. Mm -hmm. I've talked with her a little bit. She seems really nice.
1: Yeah, she's nice.
0: But really, like, you're the main...
1: I feel like like you're the main
0: one on there.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, sometimes um, that's a little... Intimidating. Is it? I, I get worried that I'm flooding the space. Oh. Um. I don't want to take. I don't want <laughs> to take ownership of the subreddit. I think it's because <laughs> you're just more consistent. I am definitely very consistent. I try to be, um, but toning it down on those posts sometimes uh, is good for me, <laughs> because I um, I don't want my posts to get lost. In my other posts, mm-hmm. and I want people to see what they want to see. Right. So, would you
0: say you're somewhat voyeuristic when it comes to the definitely? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, you have your OnlyFans, but again, like you just enjoy. It's not cosplay, but it's like the role play of this girl.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, you are that girl. Back back when my husband and I were kind of. You know, we were dating for a while. We would just joke about me making an OnlyFans, like, oh, that'd be so fun if I did that. And then he sat down with me. He's like, why Why not? You, you yeah. should do that. Like, you want to. And, um, you know, that's that's part of why I did it. Because it was just, like, a joke. Like, oh, let's, you know, show. I want to show my body. <laughs> and it's like,
0: such a bizarre. Some people, when they look at it, it's, on, It's like, such a bizarre niche I mean, there's Mormon girls on Pornhub. Yeah. But if you don't know what that is, it's just a bizarre thing. So when you started it, did you think you were going to start posting stuff like that and people were not going to be into it?
1: No, I, I didn't really want to. Um, when I had freshly left the church, I was inti- very intimidated by doing that. Is it because you
0: thought, like you had felt that there were, me- like there was meaning behind?
1: I I was already receiving so much backlash in the church mm-hmm. that I was like, if anyone finds this, it's gonna be worse for me. So I kind of wanted to wait until I started to resign. Right. Like if I if I ever was gonna try it, I needed to get my foot out the door. Yeah, you didn't
0: <laughs> want to be in in going to church and then somebody recognizing
1: your mouth. <laughs> <and sitting laughs> it no, I um. <laughs> I had some, uh, my, my stake president was kind of crazy and had, you know, some weird people at church who were just really didn't like me already. For, really? Yeah. I um, Since I was a convert, I went to church with tattoos and nose piercing.
0: So you were a convert when you had turned into an adult.
1: Yeah, which is actually funny because I didn't have, any tattoos or nose piercing before I You had more friends converted. though, right? Growing up? Yes. Obviously. Lots of them. Yeah, <laughs> obviously considering
0: the location. Yeah. So, yeah, that makes sense. Interesting. Um, well, I guess I made reference here to your mouth. Do you want to talk about why you only show your mouth? And I want to say, guys, she's just gorgeous. And <laughs> I... I feel like I'm pretty picky with who I work with, and I feel so lucky that, you know, I get to see the whole bit of her, <laughs> but, like, just working with a mouth and her body is, it's amazing.
1: So, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so, if anybody
0: ever comes at me and says, oh, I wish you would just show her face, like, uh, trust me, like, everything is, <laughs> like, what you, what you get is, is, is amazing. So, anyway, enough about that, but, like, Do you want to share why you only show your mouth and down?
1: Yeah. um, I mean, I have a couple reasons. Um, One of them (laughs) has to do with maintaining my privacy for professional status. Um, (laughs) I am going to school uh, studying psychology, and I plan on continuing to get my master's and getting a degree to practice therapy. Yeah. Um and She's smart. <laughs> and that's a tricky thing to do being on OnlyFans. You you can have a license and everything, but um, it's it's harder to be respected. Right. And to wanna be taken and advantage of either. Yeah. In, and, and in your profession. Yeah. I wanna be safe and I want to help people the way that they need to be helped and not have that kind of thing get in the way if it was ever a possibility. Like, yeah. You said
0: there was a second reason?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, well, <laughs> being, being an ex Mormon on the internet is That's scary, very hard to do in and of itself. Yes. And the worst part of that is when you're posting in <laughs> with your missionary tag on yeah. and garments and all of that. Um, there are lots of people that don't, don't yeah. like that. Um, and I've received tons of hate, having to delete apps before and take breaks, and uh, it's it's a hard thing to to deal with. And it gets worse the more information that you give people. Yeah. So I keep myself safe as much as I can, and yeah. that that at least helps a little bit. It gives me a, a bit of peace of mind.
0: Now you said being an ex Mormon creator on Reddit and on OnlyFans posting this stuff, you get a lot of hate. Interesting that you say that, because would you say most of your fans are active members? Or you have a
1: decent percentage? I would say that I have a decent percentage, and I think that most people are ex-Mormon or nevermo. Really?
0: Yeah. But you still have the active...
1: Believing yeah. members, okay. yeah. I get people telling me they're in I the get Bishopric it all and- the time. Yes. Oh my gosh. I uh,
0: I think I think we've talked about it. I know I've talked about it on my TikTok. Yes, I've had Bishopric members, and they'll send me pictures proving that they're in the Bishopric. Uh,
1: um,
0: High Councilman. Yeah. Stake. I mean, do you ever ask them why they're they're talking to you? I have, because I'm curious. I'm like, well, you're in this position. Where you're supposed to be a role model and you're supposed to, you know, make sure people are on the the right path. And then you're over here talking to me like, do you not believe in the church anymore and stuff? And they've told me the reason they are talking to me is because they don't think there's anything wrong with it. Or they don't believe in the church. It's just they have to stay in because of their position and it's like their career, family, and stuff.
1: Yeah, I've had the same responses um most of them don't think that sex is wrong and like in it's any the cafeteria way they, Mormon. yeah they think that porn is okay and healthy to consume and mm-hmm. in, in, you know their own way and i agree yeah <laughs> you know they're trying to be more sex positive and i think it's great that there are more members mm-hmm. like that
0: i don't hate on them for being there
1: yeah I think, it, really? I think it's good.
0: Yeah, I do them. too. I wish there was more conversation about it. Um, I know Natasha Helfer, she was trying to end um, masturbation shame. And I really think they did a disservice by excommunicating her. Because there are so many men in leadership who think there's nothing wrong with it. And have you ever heard of Bishop Roulette? Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, (laughs) first-hand experience. (laughs) Um, Yeah, because you did serve a mission, so maybe you had to experience some of that too. Um, But, like, the Bishop Roulette, I was thinking about it, and now that I have this inside look to um, bishops, you know, talking to me and stuff, because you have some bishops that you go to and you confess things to, and it's not a big deal. And then you have some bishops you confess things to, like my husband confessed it to his bishop, and then he got... Uh, kicked out of BYU, Idaho, but he had confessed something worse to another bishop, and it was fine, so I feel like it's almost like Bishop Roulette, and those bishops that don't care are the ones that are sliding into our DMs, and
1: yeah, I could definitely see that. I had a bishop who really didn't care um, (laughs) about what I had done um, like less than a year after I got back from my mission. I... Did a little bit of uh, sleeping around. Oh! And, I, and you were a member? <laughs> I was a member. Wow, and dirty, and dirty sister. <laughs> I, I confessed that to my bishop, and I was planning on going to BYU. Mm-hmm. And You had to get the
0: ecclesiastical endorsement.
1: Yeah, and he, he, he let me go through, slide right in. I had to see the stake president and went the same way. It was just really smooth meeting. Like, you know, I... He he just said, it's okay. You know, I I know that you understand your covenants and everything. So just go to BYU and have have a good time. And you know, I I did go to BYU and didn't like it. Didn't have a good time. Um. <laughs> Straight up, not a good time. <laughs> yeah. So that was that was a good um, bishop and stake president, but. Yeah, some bad experiences came after that, too. (laughs) Really?
0: From different bishops, I'm assuming.
1: um, When I came back home, that bishop and stake president were kind of weirded out. Like, why did she leave? Was it the same one? Yeah. The same ones? Yeah. And I was like, I'm not going to church there anymore. (laughs) Wow. So, yeah, I went to a different church, and I actually had my bishop... Uh, at this very new YSA, I had gone to one meeting, uh, call me into his office to ask me why I wasn't wearing garments. Oh,
0: <gasps> cause he was looking. Yeah.
1: I had. And you were
0: wearing modest clothing.
1: I was not. Oh. I, I mean, my top I was, but I was wearing some ripped up jeans.
0: <laughs> were they like ripped up a lot or could you just see like a rip that was small enough to where he could tell that you weren't wearing garments?
1: They were pretty ripped up, but they weren't very high. Um, I have some garments that go up pretty high, but I think you still would have been able to see them.
0: Yeah, my silk ones do that. They go up mid-thigh.
1: But that was a um, very uncomfortable yeah. experience.
0: I can imagine that being super uncomfortable. What did you tell them?
1: Well, <laughs> I had had some health issues with wearing garments, Mm. And I know the that the vagina lot of, wasn't happy with was yeah, it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I had my doctor tell me she was very confused as to why that was going on, and she told me don't wear underwear to sleep. And you know, I I had told my other cool bishop that, and he was like, okay, yeah, no, that's fine. Like, He's like I don't, you don't want need to, hear to tell about me it. anything else.
0: Yeah, <laughs> the guy's probably got like five daughters, and he <laughs> just doesn't even want to hear about anything that has to do with girls. Exactly,
1: and. Um, Then this new bishop, I mentioned that to him, and he was like, I've never heard of that problem before. You're making it up. Yeah. And I talked to his wife a couple Mm -hmm. days later, and she has three people. She told me three people she knew of that were currently dealing with garment issues. Uh, So apparently, bishops uh, are either not listening, Mm -hmm. (laughs) or just deciding it's not real or women aren't talking about it
0: Hmm. and they're the ones signing the temple recommend yeah Uh, you I mean they got to ask you those questions are you wearing your garments (laughs) yeah um he you have to tell him why you're not and it's because you're having female issues with them yeah can you imagine telling and I, I mean you had to do this but to the listeners if you're a woman or a man imagine telling another man in a closed off room you're one on one. And I know some people are going to think, oh, that's hot and kinky. But in reality, <laughs> can you imagine how uncomfortable that has to be to tell a man, no, I'm not wearing these underwear because my vagina is not happy enough? Yeah.
1: You know, I. Uh... They're not doctors. Yeah, and you have to, some of them are. (laughs) Oh, well, true. The status thing. Usually they put those guys in that position, right? Yeah. I um, talked to one of my old leaders who is a doctor, and he had told me to keep wearing my garments, interestingly enough. And did you? I did not. And I still went to the temple after that. I had a way of weaseling my way into things. <laughs> <Still do. laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> um, but yeah, there was just a huge culture of you know not not listening to that, and it, it's it's very uncomfortable. And you know, I would have to go to the doctor like once a week, and it was you know it's not worth it to wear garments for that. Garments have <laughs> not no, at all. There's no
0: breathing room for garments.
1: No. And there's too much, I mean, really, too much fabric.
0: The design, I mean, even those carenesses, like suction to your legs, like you have zero breathing room.
1: Yeah, I've actually seen, I think in the past year, there was a newspaper article or an online article published about how bad garments are for vaginal health. Wow. And the population of women who are speaking up about it is growing, but garments still haven't changed in style.
0: I have a garment story, actually, if we're going to talk about female stuff. Um, So I worked as a manager at a Victoria's Secret. Uh, Well, first I started as a sales associate, and then I moved up to beauty manager. So I really worked with, like, the perfume and stuff like that. But I still had to do what was called bra journeys, and um, I had to fit women. And this, this is in Utah. So you have these women that come in, and they always want the same thing. They want a full coverage, lightly lined, white bra. Okay? So I already know what they're going to ask for. But what I wasn't expecting was how many women were coming in with the same fit issues on a consistent basis. And it was always their bras would lift and their straps would slide off. Yeah. And... So I would go in. So I'd measure these women on the floor and I'd get their size and I'd give them... Actually one time... So the fit bras, uh, they're black. If you've ever tried on the fit bras. They're black and there's like a pink ribbon. It's not to buy. It's just try this on so we can get your size. Um, I, I would hand them and they were like, oh, can I get it in white? And I'm like, no, this is just to try it on. But anyway, I would go in to assess the fit and they would lift up their arms and they're like, look, it's lifting. And I'm like, honey... It's lifting because you're wearing a bra over fabric. Yeah. You're losing all benefits of that bra. Like that gripped wing on the back that's supposed to prevent that sliding, it's literally sitting on silk, okay? And your straps are going to continually slide off because it's, it's not gripping your skin, which is what the bra is designed to do. And the thing is, when I went through the temple, I remember asking because my mom would wear her bra I think she wore it over her garments and I know that there were other women who were and I asked the woman working and she said yes because there should be nothing but the markings touching your skin and then there's other women that are like oh that's not true but then you go into the gym and there's all these old women changing and they're putting their garments on and throwing their bras on over yeah and that I mean who told them to
1: do that a fucking man yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, when I went through the temple for the first time too, they told me to wear them over. And yeah. it's crazy to me that there are women that that aren't told that because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I mean, I wish that was me. <laughs> yeah. I wish that it was, um, but... Did you wear your bra on over or under? I wore it over. Oh, you did. I was, <laughs> for the most part, very, very believing and strict as a convert too yeah and that that was for the first bit that that I joined the church because after after I got back from my mission and actually a very little bit before I left I was really questioning things so I have a question for you sorry these questions are coming to me (laughs) sorry
0: if you wanted to say more but I just realized something we are missing a big part of who you are as flat LaCroix, too. Camilla, come at come follow me on OnlyFans, by the way. <laughs> um, you said you were a convert and you had the tattoos and a nose ring. So here's the thing, guys. She's an ex Mormon, right? So you see the tattoos, you might see her nose ring, and you assume she's ex Mormon. These things she got after she left the church. And then you might think to yourself, and it's because she went on a mission, right? Surely she had to have gotten these things after she left the church. But you did go on a mission as a convert. Did yeah. you have the tattoos and the nose... Well, not the nose ring, but did you have the
1: tattoos as a sister missionary? I didn't. Oh, no. oh, you didn't. Okay. No, you're allowed to have tattoos if they're hidden. Right. But I was, I was so thankful that I had not gotten tattoos right. yet right, 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 at right. that point. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I, I hadn't done any of that, um but you did serve a mission, yeah, as an adult
0: yeah wow um i I mean obviously you served as an adult that's a, <laughs> I don't know why I said that <laughs> but but you converted as an adult and then you served a mission,
1: yeah, and I left as soon as I could to you were I, a young adult, I'm assuming yes Fair, i in. I turned nineteen um a while, well, not a while, but pretty close after I joined, and I got my endowment as soon as I could, so basically, like, a year, right, you know, because that's the, that's the rule. After I joined, I didn't even have my mission call yet. Um, You were, like,
0: you threw yourself in.
1: I decided to go on a mission before I was baptized, the night before. Uh, Were you top sis- <laughs>
0: sister missionaries or elders?
1: Sisters. Um, I was a golden convert. Um, <laughs> and I actually uh, got baptized less than three weeks after the Word of Wisdom discussion, which isn't typically allowed, and I had to get special permission. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I really believed it too. Did you have a
0: boyfriend that was encouraging you to do this, or was this just purely you? (laughs)
1: My my best friend, who I wasn't into, like, at all, um, he, like, shared his testimony with me a couple months prior, and I was just like, wow, he really cares about that, Uh, and I didn't like the church, but I
0: Why didn't you like the church at that
1: time? <laughs> <laughs> well, I knew about Joseph
0: Smith. <laughs> okay, so you like, knew the the concerning things.
1: I knew that polygamy was a thing. Right. I didn't necessarily know in what ways. Yeah, I um, didn't know
0: the ages and Yeah, I didn't I didn't really know
1: that I didn't know that Joseph Smith was murdered and I didn't know like really who he was and, and why
0: he was murdered and
1: Yeah. <laughs> for what reason he was in jail. <laughs> yeah, and um I I knew a lot about current issues with homophobia in the church and I surprisingly enough was really progressive before joining the church but was willing to set that aside because I didn't know very much about the, the church and politics. I I had no idea how deep into being homophobic they were.
0: Did you think that we were that you were going to join and you were going to be a
1: part of this movement that was going to change things? Not at first. I didn't really think of it that way because I didn't know how much there was to be changed. Um, I felt like it was an afterthought and it wasn't that deep of a part of the church, but after being a member for about a year, like, when I started questioning things. Well, after that, because it was after I got I mean, you served a mission, too, so. Yeah. um, I started learning about all these other things that were currently going on and their current issues with treatment of LGBTQ people, and that's when I realized it was a bigger issue than I thought, and I started to wonder what else there was that I didn't know. Uh, And I went on my mission, like, a little bit after I started questioning. So I had to deal with that and be on my mission. Wow. Um, Which was interesting.
0: That was probably very (laughs) difficult for you.
1: (laughs) I must have put on a good face because I did get lots of other missionaries coming up to me and telling me, Oh, your testimony was... You know, it, it really moved me. And you're a much better member than me. And you're a really good missionary. And I was just... And
0: these are your peers.
1: Yeah. I, I was just like, okay. Your peers
0: who were probably born in, in the <laughs> church. And here you
1: are, a convert. Yeah, I didn't expect them. I thought that what I was doing was the bare minimum. And yeah, kind of like a Molly Mormon, I guess, following all the rules. And The interesting thing... For me, like as a convert,
0: I have always thought that, so every member is a convert, right? We all <laughs> go through our own conversion. You have those who are born into it and maybe they never go through their own conversion and they're just your yeah. typical Molly Mormon just kind of going with the flow. But I think converts, when they bear their testimony, I feel like there's so much more weight in it
1: An emotion. Yeah, that's what I was told a lot. Um, So many members of the church who I looked up to uh, came up to me before I left for my mission, or like after I was baptized, just whenever I gave a talk, like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, and would tell me that my testimony was an inspiration to them. And I was thinking, how? Like, <laughs> what are they getting out of me, like a member yeah. who hasn't, you know, hadn't been in the church for a long time? And, you know, they, they, just, they, they just liked who I was, and it, it confused me. Uh, and I think that the amount of people coming up to me telling me, you know, I don't know if I would believe in the church if I wasn't born into it. So you being a convert is a huge testimony like to me. Like that helps build my testimony and I'm I think that what I should have been thinking when they were saying that to me was that, you know, why why did I join? Why wouldn't they believe it? If they wouldn't believe it, why am I still here? These are the
0: people that are converting others. You know? Yeah.
1: Like uh, I, it's crazy that they came off to me as so believing but then they would say things like that that made me feel like it wasn't all true like they weren't being completely honest
0: yeah they were seeking validation from you
1: yeah and I I was too trusting and naive at the time to really think of it that way and I was just like wow that's really sweet
0: (laughs) do they all know that you're ex-mormon now those people that were saying those things to you,
1: yeah, they do. So what do <laughs> they, they, they say know. now? Are they like, oh my gosh, um, she
0: really went the wrong way? <laughs> <laughs> one,
1: one, of is, uh, <laughs> one of my friends is where uh, did it go? One of my friends is kind of a little bit out the out the door. I don't know if they're gonna leave, but they're not. They're not doing everything that they they were before. Um, you know. Not following all the rules and um, not agreeing with everything that yeah. the apostles and prophets say and everything and um, every everyone else they don't really talk to me. <laughs> they don't talk to me. Um, it's just like I guess I had so many fake friends. <laughs> uh. They I joined and and they wanted to hang out with me more and when I'd stop going to church they wouldn't talk to me wow. uh, and then I go back to church and all of a sudden they want to hang out again so me leaving to them was kind of like why are you doing this like that's not who you are is it and it's like yeah it is and I don't believe in the church and they're like why are you saying that I don't, I don't have believe in the church. like any church member <laughs> friends
0: actually that's not true and they're probably listening to this I do have <laughs> one couple they are church friends but Uh, we didn't go to we weren't in the same ward but they are members but they're I feel like they're pretty cool yeah so they're actually way cool I was gonna say something but I won't I won't I won't say what I was gonna say because I don't want to say anything that will hurt them just kidding (laughs) um I do have my questions but I do also want to answer some of these um real quick you are married yes (laughs) anything you want to share about your sweet hub like you guys just compliment each other I did see a picture you guys and they are so cute together I mean you guys look like molly mormon
1: pete pete the mormon like we were yeah he was peter priesthood yeah 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 he was basically like peter priesthood and I I was uh molly mormon even even when I went with my uh tattoos and my nose ring because there was a bit of there were a couple bits of time (laughs) where I stopped going to church and Mm -hmm. wasn't feeling it anymore. Um, And he was still going. Oh yeah, he was. But, um, before, before we knew each other, like that's what was going on in my life was me going back and forth on the church. And then when I met him was the last time that that happened where I started going back to church. Um, And he was, you know, he's very open and trusting, so he didn't care that I had tattoos and everything. He believed me when I told him that I believed in the church. He loves you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And he actually, (laughs) funny story, Um, he had like a pretty serious calling and he was preparing for his mission and was actually the first first one of both of us to try and go further and break rules, the law of chastity. And I pulled his hand away and was like, don't you want to prepare for your mission? (laughs) Like, what are you doing? Um, He started crying. Like, at this point, he uh, just didn't know how to talk about the, you know, just like sex, I guess. Well,
0: he was going with the natural urges.
1: Yeah. Like he, The chemistry
0: was there. It's hard for a guy. <laughs> like even my husband was the same way.
1: Yeah. And I, I was like, wow, uh, this is a lot. Cause I thought he was, you know, going to be more strict about things than me because of, his calling. And I wasn't even given a calling in this ward, <laughs> even though I would get up on, I, I got up uh, for a fast and testimony meeting like twice in a row. Wow. And was like, I I can't believe like I've stopped going to church so many times. Like every time I come back, it's just, oh, I can feel the spirit yeah. <laughs> and like, <laughs> you know, all that kind of thing. And uh, I think that the, you know, bishops and everyone else there just were like she has those tattoos and her nose piercing and she's been gone from church for so long she must not believe which was part of part of what started getting me to leave but (laughs) um, with our relationship uh, basically since I had already started questioning the church we would talk about stuff together so I started trying to be open And trying to open him up to talk about Mm -hmm. sex. And those were not hard conversations. Like, it came so naturally for him to be open and honest about it with me. And I think that there are a lot of members that want to be that way. Mm -hmm. But they never feel safe Mm -hmm. to do it. Because no one will do it in front of them I don't want to,
0: like, throw you guys... And we can take this out. But you guys have had such an open space to talk about these things that he had even told you he was bi-curious. Yeah. And you allowed him to share that with you, and you allowed him that space to maybe, I don't know how much he's done or tried. Maybe he didn't try anything. Maybe it was just simply going on Pornhub and watching a video, and he was like, nope. But you gave him that space for him to just be like, you know what, it's not for me. But he felt safe enough to try or look into it because of how you reacted to that.
1: Yeah, I think um, he didn't really try anything. I guess that the main part of that was him feeling open enough to even bring that up with me. And because of how the church teaches us, you know... It's not even just the church, like society in general. Yeah, um, it's teaches not a us, safe
0: space for guys for the most part.
1: Yeah, it teaches us that relationships are between a man and a woman. And, you know, there are a lot of people <laughs> who end up leaving the church and realizing that they are totally, like, gay. You know, mm-hmm. they don't want to be with a uh, opposite sex at all. And it's a compulsive heterosexuality Mm -hmm. you know so it's hard to even think that way like (laughs) I know you were talking about being jealous of women Mm -hmm. and I was gonna segue into this yeah not you and I (laughs) not realizing that that was attraction yeah and that isn't something I so much experienced I knew that I was bisexual before I joined the church and kind of didn't really care about it at that point point. Um, were you willing to give up the <laughs> chance to explore that I, for eternal salvation? I was back then, very much. Um, I think that if it came down to it, I would have just been like, hey, I think God understands. <laughs>
0: yeah, a lot of people do that. I think, um, I think that's where uh, David Archulette is at right now.
1: Yeah. Lots I'm of, like,
0: thinking about him a lot lately.
1: Yeah, there's a very interesting process that we're just watching with happen him. with him, and
0: you've kind of been through that.
1: Yeah, in some ways. me and I've seen friends go through it, and it's a hard, it's a really hard thing. Um, <laughs> I I dated a, a gay guy while I was in the church, and we we were planning on getting married, and we thought we thought you know this is gonna work out because you were by because I'm gay bi and he's gay, so we respect each house. other, and yeah. Um, very interesting to think that I was going to do that. Um, <laughs> What's, where's he at now? He is, he's dating a guy now. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm very happy for him.
0: That's good. Yeah,
1: he's, he's still going to church, I believe, but he's, he's questioning things. Wow. And yeah, I'm proud of him. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, but, uh, the church doesn't really, it, it's not easy at all to even, uh you know, give attention to that that idea. They're that, torturing
0: the LGBT in their community. It's yeah, torture.
1: It really is. And especially when there are people like Elder Holland who mm-hmm. people have looked at as a safe prophet saying really damaging things. Yeah. Um he did the The talk on depression, and there was a whole video um, a couple years ago. It it had to have been a long time ago now. It could have been ten years ago, but time flies. (laughs) Yeah, he his talks have been like gentle and accepting for the longest time, and now it's just like violence, (laughs) like on the verge of musket fire, of violence. Yeah, encouraging, like really damaging behavior essentially Mm -hmm. and it's it's not a safe place to even question because you don't want to think that he could be talking about me
0: yeah and kind of what you were saying is how because I told you that I didn't like women especially attractive women and I would get uncomfortable when an attractive woman would come into the room and it took me a while to figure out because now when I see an attractive woman come into the room I don't care
1: yeah. <laughs> I I actually think she's
0: attractive and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, like she's beautiful." It's a gift
1: that she's there. Yes. We get to see her. It's so crazy <laughs> how
0: my mind has switched, but um when I was a member, like even just looking at um, you know, gays and, you know, men, I had lots of gay friends, and I would always excuse the church's behavior and me being a member by saying, oh, you know, well, that's just, like, the old stuff. Like, things are changing. Like, I love everybody for who they are. And if a person wants to be with the same sex, like, I personally don't care. And I would dismiss that, and I thought that it was okay. Like, it's off off of me. But then I was paying my tithing to an institution that was harming those members.
1: Yeah. And using that money to pay for different forms of harm. Yeah. Like lobbying. (laughs) So with me
0: doing Reddit and stuff and the OnlyFans and whatnot, like I'm the same, like I wanted to post in my garments to take my power back and just feel sexy and make new memories. Um, And then I realized you were also doing it. I was like, oh, this would be really fun if her and I got together. And do you remember when I reached out to you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What did I say? Because you said it was a
0: turn off. Oh, yeah. This is is a a sign of my deconstruction, you guys. Because this is a real journey for me. Uh, And I had not addressed my bisexuality at this point when I had initially reached out to her.
1: Yeah, so I I didn't want to say anything to her. I'm just going to preface this a little bit the way the same way she did. I didn't want to be mean or anything because I could tell that she didn't really understand how to go about things. And mm-hmm. I guess talk about these things. But um, when she first <laughs> reached out to me, she said, you know, I'm not gay or anything. <laughs> That's but, what I said to her. But two girls in garments, that, that would be good for... Or, like you wanted to do yeah. pictures and i yeah. was like i was like hmm, i don't know if she's far enough like into her ex-mormon like phase out of the church for me to mm-hmm. feel like this is really going to be a good and you said open it was a situation. turn off
0: yeah and you have to be like there's a level of attraction here i'm actually very attracted to camilla and it makes i think a natural chemistry for me um I hope the same for her. But again, like, we are respectful. Yeah. Like, there's not anything... We enjoy our time together. Let's just put it that way. But um, you said it was a turnoff, and I can see that now.
1: Yeah. Um, another part of the reason that it was a turnoff is that women in porn who are, you know, acting with mm-hmm. other women and making content with them, they don't... Uh, like, it's totally... Good. They should do what they like and all of that. But um, it's obvious, you can tell when they're not enjoying it. Yeah. And that was something I never wanted to be a part of, like being with someone who didn't enjoy the sexual activity. Like it doesn't yeah. make for very good content a lot of times either. And I wanted to respect myself too. You yeah. Know? It
0: like was that. after Halloween, I think, when we finally linked up because I remember what happened I started to go on to three fun and then I really started to like become more open to women and flirting with women on three fun and then I had my first experience with a woman (laughs) I'm gonna be honest and this was the internalized misogyny I thought vaginas were gross because that is what like I don't want to say men say that so the internalized misogyny like men aren't saying that but I feel like women who are battling their sexuality will say that yeah vaginas are gross
1: yeah I I think that that's a very common thing and I love vaginas now (laughs) I
0: really do like but it took me going into an experience with another woman and this woman who I was with oh my god she was so hot (laughs) um we started in a shower we were making out rubbing each other down and I told her I was like I've never been with a woman like this before and we just like washed each other and it was very sensual and just it was amazing and we go to the bed and she was on her period so she actually she wanted to do stuff with me and she's like I want to be with you I'm on my period so it was perfect for her (laughs) to like She wanted to focus on me, and I've never had that. Like, I didn't even understand that that desire existed for another woman to want to do that. And her husband watched, and my husband watched. So (laughs) she was a married woman, too, so she's bisexual. And, like, it was amazing. And I wanted to return the favor to her. Again, she was on her period, so we didn't do, you know, I didn't do anything. But, like, having that experience, I then reached out to you, and I I reached out to you again, and I was like, we should get together and do some content cuz i i genuinely want to
1: yeah and you were telling me uh, i am pretty sure like i'm attracted to women cuz yeah. i had a good experience <laughs> and i was like all right there it is yeah. like that's good that's what i needed right. to hear right and it honestly could have just been left at
0: like i reached out to you i could have thought oh, okay she's just like not into doing pictures or whatever but like i wanted to share this part of my deconstruction with my fans because that's all I've been doing this whole time. And I wanted to show them and make a marker in my history that this is what I'm doing now and I'm enjoying it.
1: Yeah, and that's a long process as mm-hmm. as even like an ex-Mormon who's been out of the church for for Three a years. bit. Like it, yeah. it takes a long time to undo what we learned. <laughs> that was also me undoing my prudishness
0: too, so... There's that to consider. But um but yeah, it's been a good time. We've had some fun though. I feel like every time we meet up, we go a little bit further.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a process to go through with a new yeah. person, but it's it's been fun every time. Yeah. <laughs> it's and a the lot best of fun. part
0: of it is it's ethical.
1: Yeah. Very very ethical way of exploring yeah. our own sexuality. I uh,
0: <laughs> asked her I said, "Do you think OnlyFans is an ethical platform for porn?" and I had kind of backed I backtracked myself and I was like, uh, it could be unethical in some ways." And then she corrected me and you had said that it's actually one of the more ethical platforms.
1: Yeah, I would say that it's the most ethical mainstream platform that we have um as as we know. <laughs> Pornhub has had issues with yeah credit card issuers because they don't do verification and they had to start doing verification, which was only, I think, about two years ago or a year ago, maybe. Um, Their amateur category tab is kind of scary. Yeah, and there are more ethical porn sites, but most of them just have knowledge of the producers and how they are and how, how they cast. Um, but there's still a lot of room for being cast to do things that you don't want to, to do or people who you don't want to work with. And a lot of people have trouble setting those boundaries when the money has already been offered. Mm-hmm. And with OnlyFans, we're able to post what we want to post. And we don't have someone else telling us. You like, don't have, like, a, a pimp? <laughs> yeah, we don't have someone to answer to um, except for our fans. And we, we create the people who are our fans. We attract the people who we want to attract. And we can
0: kick off. We can kick out the people that shouldn't yeah. be there.
1: Yeah. So. And if, I have. <laughs> yeah. So if there are people that are into something that we don't really want to, to do, we don't have to have them on our page. And we don't kink shame either. I don't yeah. kink
0: shame. I get so many different kinks in there, and I'm like, respectfully, that's a no for me. It's usually involving... Doo <laughs> doo, I'm like
1: nope, <laughs> <laughs> which is against uh, it is
0: that in urination yeah. and lactation.
1: Yeah, they they keep adding to the list too, which I don't think will get much longer. But it's mainly in line with the United States laws and yeah. regulations. Yeah, um, I mean you
0: can't even have your cat stretch in the background of a video because then they remove it for bestiality. <laughs> yeah, they're really strict. I had some content posted with my partner. And this was prior to, um, they really did a crackdown on making sure they were verifying people to make sure they were in line with their credit card, um, with the credit card companies. And all of that content just recently got removed because my husband didn't have his paperwork in. It's gonna get reposted, but I do have good content on there still.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes to make sure that we can provide different content.
0: Right. But they do verify hardcore. It is an ethical site. So I don't care what anybody has to say when they talk about porn being unethical and it being tied to the human trafficking. Yes, that is a problem. But I don't think that's a problem in the OnlyFans space as far as my sphere of people I have, the people I follow, the other creators.
1: From what I've seen, um, most of the women on OnlyFans are very independent and we're business owners work for themselves um i've seen women who work jointly with their partner and you know they got their own thing going but most people are doing this by themselves yeah on their own accord yeah uh i mean it's a business
0: but we also have fun i love connecting with my fans especially within the niche that i'm in because i feel like we all connect on a certain level that does you know tie into the church or sexual shame post any sort of religion and
1: yeah that's a very fun part of it I think that most most women most most people who make an OnlyFans do really enjoy yeah. doing it and you know there's um an added element there of marketing and everything which is difficult and kind of sucks to do marketing is, is
0: not my forte yeah whatsoever
1: know, I'm too nice just trying to have fun on there is a lot harder yeah when, when you, you have, have to market. be
0: serious and and stuff like that and any I don't know anyway like it's just <laughs> we could talk about only fans all day that could be a whole other episode honestly um we actually do have some content that we are posting if anyone's curious to see that yes um I do have <laughs> some questions for you all right Um, let's go ahead and answer some of these Reddit questions. And I want to make them fire questions. Right? Straight fire? Rapid fire. Rapid fire. There you go. (laughs) Um, Some of them are are pretty in-depth, but these are your fans. All right, I'll answer them as quick as I can. These are your fans. (laughs) These these are actually coming from Reddit. Okay. So here we go. Um, we have a question here. Uh, what started you on the path to create LDS content? I mean, you kind of touched on that, but just like a, a quick overview. Yeah, so I,
1: I study psychology, and we've learned about exposure therapy, which I don't heavily belie- <laughs> believe is super effective because it can be kind of harmful. But with something mild, mildly upsetting to me, like garments, mm-hmm. Um it, it was pretty easy to you know continually expose myself a little bit more and more to creating content and garments like that was something that was healing for me. It was a healing so, journey
0: for you. That's yeah. what that's what started you on that path.
1: Yep, and then continued to do it with more and more Mormon materials. Yes. There so <laughs> we are, like, sister
0: missionaries. <laughs> yeah, eating our pussies. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding, but you know what I mean. Um, okay, so would you say you were a sexual person prior to your missionary experiences?
1: Yeah. Definitely. Um, <laughs> I was very sex positive, like, when I joined the church, and I didn't fully Were subscribe to... Were you a virgin to... when you joined the church? No. Oh, okay. Uh, I wasn't very experienced at all, but I definitely didn't subscribe to the Journey way
0: that culture. the church
1: yeah, believed in, in sex. I, so, like, I, uh, I, I wanted to, to not have sex, but, like, for the most part, I was okay with, like, masturbating. I, I didn't really watch porn uh after I joined and I didn't watch it much before but you're just like
0: a naturally sexual person
1: yeah don't know what don't know what it is you know
0: (laughs) it's just it's you are not a prude I was a prude here we go um were you worthy to serve a mission yeah you kind of threw yourself all in
1: I was I was worthy to to serve a mission you went
0: abstinent and just kind of
1: yeah okay Yep. um
0: Ooh. i don't know if you have an answer to this one but please share something you did as a missionary
1: do you have anything <laughs> any masturbating um, in the night <laughs> people like to hear about this um <laughs> i i didn't masturbate before my mission at all but when i was in the mtc showers uh-huh. i i masturbated i wow <laughs> i actually went into the mtc with hickeys underneath my garments.
0: Wow. Um, Where? Like, on my shoulder. Okay. I think
1: my hair covered them, so like no one saw them when I was like changing and stuff. But yeah, it was really weird. I, I masturbated in the MTC showers looking at my my hickeys, and I was just like, I should probably stop Ooh. because other sister missionaries might hear me. Um, wow. And yeah, that was, that was a fun experience.
0: Wow. <laughs> I just... I love that story. you were just like reliving those. It was almost like the night before you ship off
1: to the yeah. military, you were getting it in. Yeah, I was really trying in the morning. to.
0: Yeah. Um, what would you say has changed you or changed for you uh, since you started creating more con or just started creating content? Uh,
1: I definitely watch more porn.
0: <laughs> I... Sometimes I, I open it up because I'm like, I want to learn something new.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a fun part of it. Who's your favorite porn star? <laughs> I had a thing for Molly Stewart. Um, but I, I'm i not as into her as much anymore. Um, there's this other girl that I like. She's blonde, and I don't remember her name. Is she on Mormon Girls? <laughs> no. Okay. I, I did watch mormon girls mm-hmm. what
0: do you think about mormon girls
1: um they're very cheesy mm-hmm. i i like to to think I, i've been told that my content is better than mormon girls i think it is i i aim i aim to do better than that that's yeah. my goal we should make know. our
0: own like mormon girls ethical mormon girls
1: <laughs> we really
0: should i'm looking at molly stewart she's a redhead yeah You've got a type, I guess.
1: I did. One of my first celebrity crushes was Scarlett Johansson. Oh, I can see see that in her. Yeah,
0: you have a type, and here I am, (laughs) just your blonde. (laughs) Yeah. Um. So, so that's like what changed for you is you just you know you got more into porn.
1: Yeah, and Molly Stewart is very much like a dom in most of her porn videos, and I like that with girls. I like to just sit there. Because I get too nervous to do anything else, yeah,
0: <laughs> another question that we have here is do people recognize or approach you in public?
1: no I've never never had that happen. If they have recognized me, they didn't say anything. I have had people from church Look at reach you a out a little to me bit longer or and say like that they know that they know me and it's it's a little bit weird, and uh, the the part that makes it uncomfortable is that they'll reach out to me on like anonymous accounts, yeah. like a, f- a Facebook burner or an anonymous Reddit account, and I'm just like, okay, you know who I am, but but I don't I'll know who you are. i say, too. All right. <laughs> and we
0: might lose some here. I don't know, but if you recognize me in public, please do not approach me it's so awkward it's so uncomfortable I have had people see me in public and then they'll go to my Instagram and message me and be like I saw you I saw you leaving the grocery store today and like they'll like legit say like which grocery store it was and then I'm like I can't go grocery shopping anymore it's just slightly uncomfortable and then I also have my kid with me a lot of the times I mean I'm dreading when the mask mandates officially drop for yeah. me, because I show my face. And I just, like, it is a little bit of a worry for me.
1: <laughs> time to keep wearing a mask. I know. <laughs> They're going to be like,
0: this chick's weird.
1: Yeah. I, um, a- Any time I am, you know, out and about, and I think that there are, could be fans around, it's a little bit, uh, you know, worrisome, because I'm like, you know, I'm just trying to go to to the store or go somewhere with my husband and it's like I I don't want it to turn into anything else.
0: Yeah and it's not that it's um we have I have really good fans. Yeah. I have my good fans. I'll even say my little maple delight. (laughs) I've been talking about him a lot because he's been (laughs) interacting with us but like I have you know some really really good fans but the scary thing is is you have these people that I have had to block who will say very scary things.
1: Yeah um there are being an ex-mormon like I said earlier can be really scary in and of itself just online and Mm -hmm. being in this industry makes it a lot harder so because you
0: post does not mean that you are consenting
1: yeah and it's not that we're necessarily scared of just running into a fan it's that we're worried like what kind of fan are they or they like Mm -hmm. someone who I can't trust um, is it someone who hasn't even subscribed to me before and just follows my other posts? Like, we we don't know if it's the people who who leave negative, like, scary comments. Or... I've had to
0: report messages to Reddit. Yeah,
1: yeah, very I've had.
0: scary things.
1: Yeah, I I have my DMs turned off sadly for that reason on Reddit. For that you reason, you probably
0: want to interact, but
1: yeah can't. i i like talking with people about like the ex-mormon mm-hmm. experience and sexual like experiences and everything but you can do that on your only fans yeah it's just it's really hard to come through those messages yeah. on reddit and
0: it's yeah very scary yeah. um let's go ahead and just do a quick couple of questions here um
1: get back to rapid fire
0: she did not experiment during her mission she played in the shower at the mtc masturbating to her hickey
1: (laughs) maybe we could say that's an experiment because that's the first time i've masturbated around other people in the mtc (laughs) um,
0: alcohol drug experience uh you mentioned that somebody had
1: made reference to you
0: being a crackhead or something and yeah it's um, far from it i even brought up bringing wine the first time we got together i brought wine and she's like oh i don't drink
1: yeah i've been sober for a good amount of time now. Yeah, she doesn't do anything, guys. <laughs> yeah. You don't even smoke weed. No. Yeah.
0: So yeah, do you do you don't have an experience? I mean, maybe you do, but <laughs> do you have a first drinking or drug experience? Something quick you want to share with that?
1: Yeah. Um, my first drinking experience. So, I uh, I was allowed to to drink in my house and everything. Um, and your parents aren't members? No. Okay. <laughs> um, so I they would offer me drinks. I never really wanted anything. But when I first started drinking was when I started going to college. And I just went to party after party and didn't really understand limits and everything. So I was kind of just, you know, having fun, going with the flow. And that, yeah. that's normal college culture. Yeah. But I, I, I didn't really... really have a great time all those times yeah I like uh, never had anything scary happen and had really good friends to take care of me Um, but not learning about alcohol I think being sheltered Mm -hmm. as a Mormon after I joined the church made it a lot harder to safely try yeah try alcohol which you know alcohol is a pretty casual thing in -hmm. our society you just drink it and um I didn't I didn't understand like limits or anything and I I knew like standard drink sizes I'd count my drinks but I would just keep going and yeah. I wasn't an alcoholic at all um but I didn't really like how how much control like I didn't feel like I had very much control when I was drinking so that's why I stopped drinking um but it's it's just a personal choice because I don't really like how alcohol makes me feel yeah
0: that. I like that, though, because I think a lot of people think, oh, she's ex-Mormon, she's just doing everything now.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad that I was able to come to that conclusion for yeah. myself and, like, decide that I didn't want to drink. Because yeah. I, think, I think as an ex-Mormon, you know, you do just want to try You just kind of throw yourself everything. in, yeah. Yeah, because there's so much I to I had to learn. pump the
0: brakes on that, too. It was me getting <laughs> pregnant in 2020 that really <laughs> allowed me to pump the brakes. I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Because I was going hard. Um, the next one we have... I mean, sexual experience, you're just loaded with them. Yeah. You're open to experiencing what comes within your guys' relationship and and stuff. So...
1: Yeah, I... Any goals? I don't know if you <laughs> have, like, a sexual
0: experience goal.
1: Yeah, I went on my first, like, real date with a girl last year because my uh, my husband and I, we don't really have an open relationship, but he is very open and like <laughs> encouraging of me you know discovering my sexuality understanding my sexuality um toward women so <laughs> that's one of the things for me is to go on um uh, more, dates. more dates with women yeah I like that um maybe maybe have a couple more sexual experiences
0: yeah. too go on tinder yeah Something like that <laughs> yeah um relationship doesn't have to be sexual and maybe a friendship gained or lost since leaving it sounds like you gained more of a relationship oh, yeah. with your husband
1: i i did yeah you we got closer than ever we got a lot closer like we we started the whole process of leaving together mm-hmm. and i feel like you because i had already kind of left before um i i was a lot more you know ahead of him like I feel like I was a month ahead of him, something like that. Like the whole process of us leaving. Like yeah. I would kind of be like, okay, well, I don't want to follow the prophets anymore. I don't. I don't think they're giving us real revelation, and I think that they're too. Like <laughs> I guess that my my way of describing it was like worldly, like yeah. Um, and then he would decide the same thing, discover that for himself, like a month later and be like oh yeah no you're so right you guys are just uh, you guys have a really good a good thing I'm sure
0: it, it hasn't always been perfect
1: <laughs> we had a really really hard time when he was actually about to go on his mission he got endowed and then started wearing garments mm-hmm. and for me I was just like I like it was really upsetting for me because I couldn't wear them mm-hmm. even if I wanted to mm-hmm. um because of the health issues and Because of what that symbolized to me, like the control that the church you guys weren't
0: equally yoked. Yeah, was a part of it. Yeah,
1: like because of the control that the church had over like me with garments and the narrative that they had created, like oh they they don't actually make you like sick. Do you feel like you were feeling like you weren't good enough to be with him? It it wasn't that. It was that I felt like he wasn't respecting what I had been through. So, by putting on garments, he was just like... To, to me, it was like, I still care about what garments mean, so I'm going to wear them. And I was like, well, I care about what they mean, but I can't wear them. And I was like, that's not fair to me. And I feel like it was a little bit selfish. Of you? Yeah. But at the same time, it was one of the only things that he wasn't really having a very open conversation with me about. And... That was really hard for like a week, and then we got through it. And it was still—I feel like it was still really quick to get through. And he still listened to me so much.
0: he <laughs> have so much influence over
1: him <laughs> and uh, many other men. <laughs> which, which is <laughs> which is funny because does he ever
0: get jealous? Uh, n- of
1: other well, men? sometimes, but not on not with OnlyFans. No, he he's very encouraging of of that. My husband loves it. Cause then,
0: cause I'm a needy person. I need lots of attention. <laughs> he
1: gets jealous of, of girls. And I think that it's because he's worried that they can give me something that he doesn't have he the equipment
0: to offer. He, yeah. Yeah. Um, strap on vagina.
1: <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I tried to be like a Mormon influence over him and like, yeah. you know, we read scriptures because of me like every night. Um, I, I read the Book of Mormon three, three or four times when I was a member. Wow. Uh, yeah. (laughs) So like, um, the, the influence that we had on each other was very, very high. (laughs) We were very, um, I guess, obsessed with each other (laughs) from like the start. Uh, and you know, the, our Bishop actually didn't like that. And he thought I was going to keep him from going on a mission. And yeah. I was encouraging him to go on a mission. And he told me, you know, I don't know if I want to go anymore. And then when he did, did
0: he did he go on one?
1: No, he ended up declining his mission call. Did his he family got a call. blame you? Yeah. Yeah, they definitely did. Uh, a lot of his family already didn't like me before, before, he, before he did, like, before we started, like, you know, skipping church and things like that. Um, and I, it was the same reason, I guess, as like the bishop and the, the state president over there in that area. They just didn't like that I had tattoos and nose rings and they just assumed that I wasn't very believing, which was opposite, you know, because I was trying to tell him, are you sure? Do you, Are you sure that you don't want to go on a mission? Like, I want you to do what you want to do, not just what you feel like is best for me like if you think that it's best for you to stay with me Mm -hmm. here I don't want you to do that if it means that you're giving up on the mission experience that you want to have yeah so he did decide for himself that he didn't want to have that mission experience at all and he didn't want to go save himself um, a lot
0: of uh, a lot 2 years is a long time.
1: Oh yeah. And you know, <laughs> he wasn't even planning on going for the full 2, two years. years. <laughs> yeah. He he wanted to just go home and uh, what we realized uh, and why we're thankful that he didn't do that is because sometimes there are missionaries who will tell the bishop or the stake president or their mission president that they want to go home and they won't let them leave. Wow. Um yeah
0: that's really i've heard those stories
1: yeah i think that what happens is they have a lot of missionaries going home from their mission and they're like "There are too many i don't even care if they're, you're breaking the rules like yeah. i need to keep some people here um so yeah we're both glad that he didn't go <laughs> very <Yeah>. glad <laughs> but yeah that was a huge process of us leaving and we left it over a really short period of time
0: and it brought you guys closer together
1: yeah yeah definitely it did
0: So, um, I am going to ask you some quick, fun, rapid fire questions. And really it's just like one worded, one worded things. All right. (laughs) Let's see. Um, what is your favorite month?
1: (laughs) Rapid question. I don't know. Sometime during the summer. I love the summer.
0: Okay. Her favorite month is sometime during the summer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, what is... Oh, well, the next one's what's your favorite season, but we know that's summer, summer so... Yeah. What's your favorite animal?
1: Cats. And foxes, because they're Ooh. so cute.
0: Oh, I love foxes. Yeah. There's a fox that comes into the Pet Smart where we get our dog food, and it's so cute. Um, what's your favorite color?
1: Pink? Pink. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I guess that. <laughs> You're always wearing pink. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite food?
1: Ooh. Um orange chicken and and um euros. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and greek fries.
0: Oh, that's Yep. That sounds really good. Um what's your favorite word? Do you have a favorite word?
1: I I say dude a lot. I have like a list of favorite words and I never remember any of them because I don't use them in like my regular. You have
0: a list language. of favorite words?
1: <laughs> yeah, so when I went to school, I originally wanted to major in English, mm-hmm. and I love to write. Uh, I actually was gonna write a book about <laughs> my experience converting. You still can. Because well, the original idea was that like oh people would read this and realize like why I joined. Mm-hmm. They'd want to join too. So I actually have wanted to continue writing, and be just the part two. Yeah, just. Make the story longer and add in the part about leaving the church. Do two books? No, you got to
0: do two books. You got to do the first one where you talk about your rise into that, into the church, and then leave it on a cliffhanger of, but now I'm feeling leave it. Yeah, and then do a second book. That's a good idea.
1: Just so I mean, that's, that's what I think. But yeah, I love writing. So what word do you hate hearing? I don't. I I guess the main words that I hate. Hearing are like super pretentious words that people just throw into their conversation to make themselves sound smart. But oh. I'm not a person. I'm not a person who like. I do that shit all the time because <laughs> I'm like I need to be smart. I'm not a person who hates like the word moist and stuff. Like moist. I don't. I don't mind that uh, at all.
0: Moist. <laughs> just, like, I just lost a person who follows this podcast. All five of you. Just um let's go ahead and uh uh, where did you go on your last vacation
1: uh I went to Vegas
0: okay cool um what is your favorite dessert
1: (laughs) uh I don't know whipped cream whipped cream yeah I just like to eat that's it that's like a condiment for I a can. dessert I know I I don't really have a favorite dessert I like are you not a person I love oh. I I don't really like sweets I like chocolate more mm. but like I like tiramisu I like chocolate mousse cake
0: you're like you like sophisticated chocolate
1: yeah I like dark chocolate I've had a Snickers and...
0: bar every single night
1: I do like Reese's a lot I'll eat a ton of Reese's I want to
0: test how smart you are with this one. Okay. Name an onomatopoeia.
1: <laughs> Do you know what that is? Yeah. Bang. Is that is that what an onomatopoeia is? I'm not smart, so no, no, you no, really... Okay, an onomatopoeia is a word that is a sound. Oh, guys, she's so smart. She's smart. <laughs>
0: she's super smart um favorite type of music uh
1: <laughs> I guess like alternative and like kind of you pop. Like Taylor Swift I like Taylor Swift I used to really like the killers a lot mm. in high school um yeah uh last
0: question what is your Hogwarts house <laughs> can I guess yeah do you know yeah what it is yeah I'm gonna guess you're either Hufflepuff
1: or Ravenclaw <laughs> uh so this is really funny I why tested why did you laugh with the Hufflepuff I'm <laughs> <did> Hufflepuff <laughs> okay so I I've taken the test like tons of time all throughout high school I would always get Ravenclaw and you. now I get Gryffindor interesting yeah
0: wow I think you leaving the church and getting some courage no not that you needed the courage but I feel like you have to have a good amount of courage to be a Gryffindor.
1: Like, confidence. Confidence. Yeah. That's
0: probably good. I should probably retake it. I did retake it five times within an hour trying to get out of Hufflepuff, (laughs) but I just kept Hufflepuff, Hufflepuff, Hufflepuff. That's how you
1: know it's a good test. I
0: owned it. I went to Universal uh, back in November, and I wore my Hufflepuff colors, and people were like, I love your outfit. (laughs) But anyway, well, this has been fun. I'm super... I'm just like super stoked that you were willing to do this podcast with me because you're so mysterious. (laughs) (laughs) And now people have an insight to who you are and why you do the things that you do. And you're not just that girl in the cute lingerie and warm garments (laughs) posing for your pictures with the perfect lighting, the perfect everything. (sighs) So, and guys, she really is perfect. I'm not <laughs> kidding. I'm so lucky that she's allowing me to see, like, the full picture. So.
1: Don't say that. And I have to live up to it every time I make a post. <laughs> no. You're,
0: she's, you, and I know you probably are perfect with your posts, though, because they're just so perfect. But, well, this has been fun, and um, hopefully we can do this again.
1: Yeah. If they want fun. if they
0: want you back.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I shared so much. I don't know what else there is. No, there's a lot. <laughs> Honestly,
0: we could go on forever. I was gonna just do forty minutes and we're at this is definitely over an hour and fifteen for sure. <laughs> I'm looking down at it and I'm like, I know we stopped because mm. I had to get some water. But um if you guys have any other questions for her, definitely send them in and maybe we can get some answers and we can post it. You know, on our Instagram page, so we can get some more answers for you guys. But thank you so much for
1: coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. And if you <laughs> want to
0: see our content, I know I've got a lot of people on TikTok that are listening and maybe not subscribed, but um, I tag her in a lot of my content and vice versa. So if you're looking for her stuff, she is at Come Follow Me. Play yeah, on words. <laughs> it's not C O M E. It's C U M. Follow me. Yep. At um on OnlyFans. So okay,
1: thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Cool. <laughs>
0: Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Wet Spot podcast. If you've yet to do it, please subscribe and give us a five-star rating. The only way we're going to be able to continue doing these episodes is by having our listeners support. And that is the best way for you to support this podcast. Thanks for tuning in.